0: Hey, Fuel Her Awesome friends, today we are talking about the scale and why you need to stop stepping on it. So before we dive in, I want to play this little game. I want you to hold up five fingers. I'm going to state a situation, and if this is you, you get to keep your fingers up. If this is not you, you have to put your fingers down, and we're going to see how long we can keep our fingers in the game. All right, you guys ready? Okay, when I get off the scale, I feel super motivated. So if that's not you, put a finger down. I have weighed in more than two times in a row and continued to felt inspired in my health journey. So that's not you, put a finger down. When I step on the scale, I feel worthy and healthy. The scale is something that motivates me and keeps me committed to my goals. The scale is something that inspires me and makes me feel really good about myself. Okay. How many of you actually have a finger left? (laughs) If you do great, you've started some of the work, but my guess is most of us have put one, if not all of our fingers down as I work through those scenarios. And this is something that I see day in and day out with the females I work with. And y'all, I'm going to be totally honest. I felt it myself. I don't own a scale, but I had to go for my annual physical the other day. So I get on the scale, like totally expecting, you know, with my expectations to see a certain number. And the number was significantly higher than I thought it would be. And yeah, it took me a minute. I immediately went back to that place of like, oh, up is bad. Coming up is something that I don't want. And there was more to that story. So I know I'm not alone in this. I know you are not alone in this. And I want to talk today about why stepping on the scale is actually inhibiting your progress and even better, what you can do instead so that you feel inspired and you know what you are doing is working. And guess what, sister? You can do that without the scale. Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show, friends, where we dig into nutrition deeds that are actually helpful and we learn to be nicer to ourselves. I mean, think about it. Those things you say about your body, would you ever say them to your friend? I don't think so. <laughs> I am so glad you are here. I'm Jess, registered dietitian, juggling mama, work, and wife life amidst all the things. I used to spend an insane amount of energy hating on my body and lost in nutrition, but now I have way too much on my plate, I cannot afford to mistreat my body. And because I have a history of struggling with food, I know I have to be careful with how I approach my health goals. This is why I'm so passionate about empowered eating. Sister, in case you haven't heard it today, you are awesome, and I have resources for you beyond this podcast. Check out justbrownrd.com and take my body confidence workshop totally free. All right, grab a cup of coffee or two, (laughs) and let's fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Okay, so I have to tell you all a story. Recently, my kiddos, they started playing flag football. This is the first time we have signed them up for sports. I have held off as long as I can because... I like camping on the weekends and snowboarding, but we are officially flag footballing it up on the weekends. And I have to tell you, it has been so cute to watch their little personalities come out. My oldest in particular, he's been really fun to watch because he has this exorbitant confidence And the first game was so precious he he did awesome i mean he's pretty naturally athletic and in tune with his body but you know he's brand new to sports so he's really figuring it out he did throw a touchdown pass and he snagged at least two flags while on defense so like major wins in his department right but at the end of the game he was just glowing i took him home and he was like mama I am pretty sure I am the best player on the team. (laughs) I cannot wait to play for the Texas Longhorns. Like he has already set himself up to play (laughs) division one college (laughs) based on this very first game. Now, so cute, right? As his mama, there is no way I'm going to burst his bubble. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage him and build that confidence. And at the same time, Make sure he's aware of the work it takes to get to that level, right? Like it's this delicate balance where I'm going to let him continue to carry this confidence and encourage that, build him up because he did do great. And at the same time, I'm going to make sure he knows what practice is. I will shepherd that confidence in a way that works for him. And this got me thinking about us ladies and the scale. This got me thinking about myself in the past and clients I work with who start making changes with their food And they start feeling incredible. Their biofeedback is reinforcing the changes they're working on. They feel inspired. They feel better in their clothes. They feel stronger. And do you know what kills that confidence and that motivation faster than a wink of an eye? Getting on the scale when she weighs herself. Now let's go back to my son for a second. Can you imagine if instead of encouraging and challenging him and his confidence, I actually just took him to our local high school and put him in the game and said, yeah, son, let's see how good you really are now. (laughs) That would be horrible, right? Meanest mom of the year award. And I'd be comparing him against people who have a ton more practice, are farther along in their football journey, and older than him, right? At a different level and a different time in their life. This is what we do when we get back on the scale. Nothing kicks us back into that negative mentality faster than seeing that number. And this is particularly when we haven't done the work. Like we haven't established our values. We haven't detoxed diet culture. We haven't gotten to the bottom of some of those body bullying thoughts. When we haven't done that, seeing that number immediately puts us back into comparison mode. Only we don't compare across the whole spectrum, right? We're not comparing against people that we might be farther along in our journey, we're comparing against people who are in front of us, or even worse, we're comparing against ourselves at a different point in our life. Like how many times do you get on the scale and think, oh, this is so much different than before kids or before menopause or before I got that diagnosis. You know, of course it is because you're in a different space in life, but if we immediately go back to that comparison or we compare it to what we think we should weigh, our weight shouldn't be doing this. This doesn't make sense. We crush our own confidence and then we expect ourselves to get back in the game with motivation and enthusiasm and it's just not going to work that way. The scale is a topic I take a really hard stance on. And today I want to I want you to hear me out. I want you to think about how the scale might be inhibiting your progress and what you might be able to do, or if you do decide to continue to weigh, how you might be able to do that in a more productive way. Although I'm really gonna challenge and ha- the scale is a topic that I know is triggering, and we have done Kind of the same thing with it for so long, right? Like maybe we've always weighed, we've always felt like we have to weigh, if we don't weigh, if we don't keep track of the number, it's just gonna keep going up. And so today, I want to invite you to hear me out and really consider how some of our old patterns might be inhibiting our process and they might actually be stopping us from hitting the goals and the things we are trying to accomplish. So, you guys open to it? Okay, so here are two ways. That stepping on the scale is actually inhibiting your process. Number one, it kicks us back into the old mentality faster than a teenager with juicy gossip. (laughs) It puts us back there so fast. I shared with you guys at the beginning that I recently went to the doctor's office and I saw a number that I didn't expect to see. And, sisters, I do this work for a living. I have been a dietitian for almost 15 years now. I talk with women every day about making peace with their their weight and their body and food. And guess what? When I saw that number higher than expected, it took me back. Like it kicked me back where I was like, "Ooh, I don't like that." And it felt icky. <laughs> I had to work through it, and you know I did. I'm really quick about it, but it's Crazy to me how that is a thought that is so deeply embedded in my psyche that even after doing this work for that many years, the number can take me back, especially when I'm caught off guard. I know I'm not alone in this. I see this in my friends. I see it in the clients that I work with. Recently, I've had two specific situations where this has come up. One of my good friends who is pregnant, she's never had an eating disorder in her past, but she called me and said, Jess, what the heck is going on with my head and this weight gain? She's like, I am pregnant, and I am so grateful to be pregnant, and I know weight gain is a part of that, but every time I go to the doctor's office and I see that number going up, it's like there is something in my head that says that's wrong and bad. She goes, what is that? So anyways, we had this great discussion about it. And you know, what I think it is, is that we live in a culture that constantly tells us weight is bad. Weight gain is bad. Gaining weight is the worst thing that can happen to you. Like that is a very strong message in our society. And so when we see it on the scale, it's really hard to rewrite that or to counteract that, especially because that thought is pervasive throughout our culture Usually it's in our families, it's in our friends, and it's something that has become so common that we just don't even notice anymore until we have to face it within ourselves. And so she's really working through that. It's been cool to hear her side of this process and how she's talking herself through it and where she comes to is a place of gratitude, right? Like she doesn't like seeing the number go up, but she comes back to the thought that I am grateful for being pregnant and I'm grateful to be here and that my body can do this. And so... She's had to work through this even without a history of disordered eating. I also had a client recently who's been starting to weightlift and she is not seeing her weight. She's not tracking it, uh, but she is going to get her body fat done. And then that body fat percentage is sent to me so I can help her work on her protein and her macros basically on the back end so she doesn't have to see it. So anyways... She goes to get her body fat percentage done and she ends up seeing the number and it really freaks her out because it's higher than what she thought. And it was this whole thing, well, when I talked to her the next time, we actually looked at it together because she had already seen the numbers and what she hadn't seen is that even though her weight had gone up, her lean mass had actually gone up. That's why the weight had gone up and her body fat tissue had gone down. But again, we are so programmed to think when weight goes up it's bad that we automatically go there when we see the numbers. So I have seen this over and over again. I felt it even after years of doing this work. I still feel this, that when we get on the scale, it kicks us back into that old mentality faster than we can imagine. The second reason stepping on the scale inhibits your process is that there is generally a five to seven pound weight fluctuation at any given time in a female's life. And what I mean by fluctuation is that you can weigh within a five to seven pound range at any given time during a week, and it doesn't capture true body change. Instead, what it's capturing is the changes in your fluid levels, in and how your body is processing the food that you've consumed within the last 24 hours. We women see these fluctuations and we label them as weight loss or weight gain, when in reality, that small fluctuation is not indicative of a true change within our body. It is exactly what it is, a fluctuation. I'll tell you, this is the most common in people who start with low-carb diets. You'll see they have a really quick weight loss within the first week or two. And a lot of that is water weight because here's the thing, anytime you eat carbohydrates, there are three ways that carbohydrates move throughout your body. The carb is either used for immediate energy or it's stored in your liver or your muscles as something called glycogen. Now glycogen is our carbohydrate savings account. Every single molecule of glycogen we hold onto holds three parts water. So that means that when we have a greater savings account in our muscles, We have more water fluid, and our weight's actually going to go up. So when people start a low-carb diet, the very first thing that goes is those glycogen reserves. That carbohydrate bank account gets completely depleted. Well, remember, every one molecule of glycogen, we pull three parts water. So there's this massive fluid loss when someone goes on a low-carb diet. Again, they're capturing a fluctuation, not a true body change. And In this case, I would actually argue (laughs) that you're capturing a fluid loss, like dehydration and an energy loss that's going to make you feel depleted later on. But that's a whole nother story. (laughs) We'll talk about keto another day. In fact, I have an episode from two years ago on keto and, and debunking it and the pros and cons of it. So you guys can check that out. But for today in the scale, I think that captures and reinforces how this fluctuation can show up and we misinterpret it. And then when we misinterpret it, it causes us to feel like You know, oh, hey, what I'm doing is working. And then we don't continue to stay focused on the work that we need to do. Or if the scale fluctuates up, we think we're doing something wrong. Like, oh, well, it's up because I ate pizza last night. And see, I can't eat pizza. I just look at pizza and my weight goes up. When in fact, that's not true. (laughs) Yes, maybe you're holding some more fluid because you have more glycogen or your sodium levels are higher. But to say that one slice of pizza on Friday night bumped your weight up three pounds is not true. That's not the biology of the body. So these two things are something that I see over and over again, and I felt them, and I think they're really inhibiting our process. And again, to recap, that's number one, stepping on the scale kicks us back into the old mentality faster than the wink of an eye. And number two, there is a five to seven pound weight fluctuation that we can misinterpret. And that misinterpretation can be damaging to our process. So what are we supposed to do instead? Because when I talk to women and I argue that they need to let go of the scale and I try to convince them to stay off of it, the first thing they say is, yeah, but Jess, if I don't weigh myself, what if it goes up? And again, you know, I think there's some fallacy in this thought process because we're thinking that if we weigh ourselves, that's going to control the weight. When in reality, it's the behaviors that impact our weight, right? The scale has nothing to do with it. The scale is just the, the one of the checkpoints. So are there other checkpoints we can use that are more productive and not even more productive, but encouraging and keep us motivated and focused on the work that we need to do? I think so. This is why I am such an advocate for the biofeedback portion of the Empowered Eating Method. Biofeedback is listening to your body in various ways. And in the Empowered Eating Method e-course, we talk about things like You know, what is your hunger level? What is your satiety level? How are your clothes fitting? What's your energy level? What's the poop report? Like these are all things we need to be looking at as a form of biofeedback. I'll tell you something. You do not need the scale to tell you if you've gained weight. You will know, sister. You will know, especially if you are paying attention to that biofeedback. So I shared with you guys my experience of getting on the scale and going, whoo, not what I expected to see. If I were to, take some steps back and think that through in more detail. I didn't want to see that number. Did I expect to see it? If I'm being honest with myself, yes. My clothes have been fitting differently. My pants are tighter. I have been doing two things. One, lots of travel, and so eating lots of fun food. Fun is one of my top values. And I enjoy nachos on Friday night with my friends and family. And so that's just a part of me. And so I have been doing and partaking in more of that. So that's part one. And then part two, I've been doing a squat program to try to increase my strength, which I have been. I'm so excited. My squats are so gnarly. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on that, but I'm really excited about it. But these two things in combination would absolutely lead to an increase in weight. Absolutely. And are my clothes fitting different? Yes. I bought ski pants last year. I bought these really cute leopard overalls. They're so loud and I love them. (laughs) But I bought them because my former ski pants didn't fit because my quads have gotten so big from doing CrossFit. Well, I put them on this year and they are definitely snug again, (laughs) I looked at my husband and I was like, see, I need another pair of bibs, need another pair of ski bibs. And he just rolls his eyes, (laughs) but like, he's like, any chance you can get Jess to shop, you will, which is true. It's not a lie. (laughs) So anyways, if I look at it from more of like a bird's eye view, and I'm really honest with myself, like the biofeedback was already there. I already knew my weight was up. For two different reasons. And one was a positive reason and something that I feel really good about. You know, the weightlifting has been one of my goals and getting stronger was one of my goals to share, and that's working. And so weight gain is going to come with that. The second one is the fun factor. And while I don't love the weight attached to that, it's something that I've chosen. And when I look at it in detail and line it up against the backdrop of my values, is it something that I am willing to change? No not at this point. So (laughs) seeing that number wasn't actually helpful. I already knew that. I already knew that and seeing it doesn't actually change what I'm doing. So, so all that to say, I didn't need the number to tell me where my body was at. In fact, seeing the number put me in this negative space where I had forgotten why it might be there and kind of went back to that shame spiral But if we think of all these instances, my story, my friend who's pregnant, my client who had a change in her lean body mass, all of them have one similar thread, and that is seeing the number by itself pigeonholes our definition of health and suddenly gives us amnesia about all the other things going on. Now, I think many of you have the tools to see the number and then talk yourself out of that process or you know, like when I saw it at the doctor's office, I was there for a minute, but I have the tools where I could redirect and I have the ability to logically think through why my weight might be there and then stay the course. If you're newer to this journey and you're just now starting to work on your empowered eating skills, I cannot tell you how crucial it is for you to stay off the scale during this process because. You know, you've been telling yourself this story about your weight for so long. Our culture has been telling you a narrative about your weight for your entire life. And so to think that you are going to be able to just see that number and not have an emotional reaction, I think is, it's setting us up. I mean, guys, I took a break from the scale for almost 10 years. I did not know what I weighed for 10 years from the day I got married because I didn't know what I weighed right before I got married. I think it, you know, even that was disordered. I was like, I want to know what I weigh. So I don't gain any weight. (laughs) Didn't happen. (laughs) But, Anyways, so saw that weight right before I got married. And then we didn't have a scale. And I remember intentionally asking the doctor to not weigh me for several appointments. Yeah. I didn't see my weight until actually it was eight years. It was when I went to the doctor, um, when I was pregnant with my first kiddo and then they start tracking your weight. And even then it was a bit of a mind challenge, right? Because it was going up and up and I had to work through very similar to what my friend is working through now. But yeah, it took me back right away to that negative narrative, but I needed that eight year gap to help me rewrite my relationship with my body, to give me space to listen to my body, to learn about my body's biofeedback, to give it space to fluctuate instead of trying to control it and keep it within this one to two pound weight range like I did back in my disordered eating days. So it was really necessary. And what I want to invite you guys to do today is take that break. Maybe you don't need eight years. You know, that's what I needed. And I, I'm really grateful for that. But could you give yourself a month? And I'm not talking about taking a month where you don't take care of your body or you don't have intentional eating or exercise. No, I'm talking about taking a month where you don't allow the scale to tell you, how successful you are. Instead, you find other means to reinforce your process. In the Empowered Eating Method, in my e-course, we talk about non-scale victories, and one of my homework assignments before we dive into biofeedback is to identify five non-scale victories that you're going to use to reinforce and track your process. That might be your energy levels, how you're sleeping, how your ring is fitting. I mean, there are so many ways we can measure how we are taking care of our body that don't kick us back into that negative space. Like I do have this one client who's using her ring as a tool to measure her process, which I think is so cool because she has a goal of wanting to be able to wear her ring comfortably. Well, I asked her the other day, did you put it on? Have you tried? She goes, yeah, it's not quite there, but you know, it's getting there. And I was like, that's such a cool process. It's like, She put it on and it's not quite where she wants it to be and yet she could tell she's on her way and it was encouraging, not discouraging. How many times do we have that experience with the scale? Never. It's like we get on and either it's not enough of a change or it's like just enough, but it's not really capturing what we thought it would. So our expectations are not met and then we feel like our efforts aren't really worth it. Like It just kicks us back so quickly. (laughs) It just bums me out. I think it interrupts our process. So today I want to invite you to think of five non-scale victories that you can use to track your process instead of the scale. And again, I know you're many of you go back to that, yeah, but if I don't weigh, I'm not gonna know if it goes up. I'm not asking you to detach from your body. I'm actually asking you to connect in more detailed and intimate ways with your body. Like really get to know it and understand how it's responding to some of the work you are doing. Sisters, if you want more help with that, I would love to walk alongside you either with one-on-one coaching or through my program, The Empowered Eating Method. You can check out all the details on my website. Or just see my free workshop. You can find out what the Empowered Eating Method is all about. You can find that on the front page of my website, JessBrownRD.com. All right. So as for today, I am inviting you to step away from the scale and step into new and different ways to read your body's biofeedback. Give yourself that space. Maybe you need eight years. It was a great eight years. And you know, I weighed myself during pregnancy. I haven't gone back to it. I still don't weigh myself. Saw my weight at the doctor's office and that'll be the last time I see it until... I have to weigh again, which probably won't be till next year, (laughs) my physical. And I'm good with that. I'm going to stay there. It's a much healthier place for me to be. And I think you guys will appreciate it too. All right, my friend, I'm wishing you an empowered day. And you don't need the scale to make that happen. (laughs) Cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews, and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. For more info on how you can become an empowered eater, grab my free workshop on how to become confident in your body without obsessing over food at JessBrownRD.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday, where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.